0: This
1: Lady Ada. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a desk of Lady Ada. It's me, Lady Ada, here at my desk I'm doing some camera engineering. But first up, uh, Mr. Lady Ada, is there any news or updates you want to tell people?
0: Nothing I want to talk about.
1: Okay, great. Um, all right, so I'm working on camera staff. Um, we go to the overhead. I'll show off some of the cameras. Um, so here is... I don't want to focus on it. I don't want this is the camera that I worked in on um, on last week. Um, this is one with the you know the lens, and I showed off that I also had these samples um, that had a motor coil inside of them. We, we took this apart uh, to show the coil inside, uh, and then this has an autofocus capability. Whereas this one, um, you know, you you literally turn this little knob thing to to focus it. And I want to try to get the autofocus working because I thought it was kind of neat, but also I was kind of um, annoyed like the, the breakout board that I was using, which is, uh, hold on, I have it here somewhere. maybe not, but it was basically like this, um, didn't work with um, the autofocus and of course this is an open source so it's like there's a schematic but the schematic wasn't really clear and like the numbering pin numbering was wrong but basically it looked like something was shorted something you know the the, the pin for the motor was bridged on the um camera breakout but luckily i'd actually been working on a, a camera breakout myself um because there's a couple things that i don't like about the standard uh 2 by whatever 12 pin uh eight pin camera boards that people uh sell um so i designed a a simple breakout and i was like well this is a good excuse to, to get it together so i put um put two together and um you know what because the the final two pins on the camera are the that coil and i think like every other um breakout like assumes like oh if it's not connected we should just connect it to ground which is you know, it's like, it's always the conundrum, like you have a schematic and it says NC and you're like, well, should I actually leave it NC or should I connect it to ground? Um, in this case, um, you know, most cameras connected to ground, but I had, I, I had, I kept them floating. And so, um, it was possible for me to, uh, red wire connect this little wire here, which is the motor power to three volts. I just made a little jumper pin, um, on this, uh, camera breakout. Um, and so I got the, uh, so then I was able to, to use the example code from the AppNote um, to do autofocusing um, because you basically have to connect the, the motor power and then you have to load firmware onto the, there's a little basically a microcontroller inside of here, like a little DSP chip and you load autofocus firmware on it because autofocus isn't built in. Why? I mean, whatever. It, it's, it's kind of an add-on, it's an extra, maybe um, by default it you know, wasn't included or maybe you want to f- f- put different algorithms in. Uh, for how autofocus works, um, either way, uh, you know I found you know, firmware around on the internet. It's, it is a binary blob, but you basically it's it's 4k uh, kilobytes long. You slowly feed it into i 2 C um, and the, uh, then you can request an autofocus command over i 2 C from the camera sensor and it'll do that little like you know attempt to like focus in and out until it's no longer blurry. Um, so in the computer, uh, this is the, uh, can you get
0: the- oh, yeah, All
1: right. on the computer, um, this is the Python code. Um, so there's a, there's a file that, you know, called autofocus.bin and it's, it's just like binary. There's no, you know, there's no idea what it is. It's just some, some firmware format. Um, and, uh, in the code, uh, you init the firmware by by opening the file, and you load all that code into address uh, 0x80, like one one byte at a time over I2C. Um, slow, but uh, it's effective, although I might try, you know, I wonder if you can write 32 bytes at a time or, or more bytes at a time because that would be, of course, um, preferable than writing, like, one address at a time. And then um, you can read the status um, at address uh, 3029, and then there's commands to clear the autofocus and reset it and that's actually um, oops that's actually from the um, app note there's an app note called uh, you know the embedded autofocus solution and they say once you load the firmware you know here's how you you can trigger um, autofocus mode and here's how you can request um, autofocus uh, status so it's actually quite simple it's like the hardest part is just you have to make sure like you've you've downloaded the firmware properly um
0: but all this is closed source and then you have to make some open source software to get it to do all this yeah
1: i mean like the the firmware that runs on the camera i mean it's like i don't even know what it is right it's just a binary blob and and they'll never going to release it and so you Mm. can't design your own firmware but that's you know that's not that unusual and there's I, i don't feel like that's a reason not to use it um you know, cameras. Normally, the, the binary blob would just be built into the chip, and you wouldn't even have access to it. So, yeah, I think cameras
0: are one of those things. Like, we're, we're coming out with an open source camera, but there's always like weird guts inside of a camera, just like there's BIOS on a computer. There's always something that we we can't get everything, um, but we'll be able to have open source software for you to interact with this firmware blob. Right? That's the yeah. The I mean, you can,
1: you can you rec- can you can still use the camera. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, like, normally, like, I was actually expecting that the autofocus firmware would already be loaded in, and then you would still just send the commands. It's like they just, right. I think they just want to make it so you can try different firmware blobs. But, like, yeah, if somebody yeah. ever figures out what chip is inside here, you could probably oversee it.
0: Decompile the binary, let us know. All that yeah. stuff to help out, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so, given that, uh, so this is...
0: Besides, you use uh, Windows... So you'll never be open source, Lady Ada. Yeah, it's true. You have, you know, there's closed source firmware on the way up to your desk. Yeah. At work. Yeah. So you will never be open source.
1: Well, the camera you're using to film this is also
0: closed source. Will never. Yeah.
1: Um, so when you autofocus init, you know, here I load that firmware file in, and it and it and it init's it. And then um, you basically just call autofocus, you know, and, that, and that performs the autofocus mode. And, of course, you could can, can ask for status. So here I've got you know, in my main loop. Um, this is a main loop that reads, that captures a bitmap, and then sends the bitmap to the display. So it's like a basic, you know, blitter. And um, every 10 frames, I'm going to run the autofocus. So let's um, try this. Sorry, rename the file. Okay, so now I can go to the uh, overhead. So um, so you can kind of see how I'm like pulsing in and out a little bit. That's the autofocus mode trying to autofocus. And if I put that's kind of dark here. Let me see if I You know, I can try to put some text in front of it, and it will uh, it'll autofocus onto the text. Um, the thing that's, uh, you know, and this is like continuously autofocusing, and you can actually hear it click sometimes too. So it does work. Um, there's also um, a special capability. There's a special mode um, where you can draw, like, a square showing where the autofocus zone is because I think the different firmwares have different ways of, like, determining like where, you know, where does it want to, uh, autofocus? Does it, does it want to autofocus in the center? Does it want to like do like a square, like four signals? So there's like this one special capability where it kind of can like draw over, um, the frame with the, um, autofocus mode. So I might look at that next, but I just got this working so that that's good so far. And it means that I can start, um, you know, knowing that and knowing the pinout is it means that I can um take this design that I oh can you go to the computer. This design um that was originally for the OV 2640, which like doesn't have strobe um, and it doesn't have autofocus mode. Um, and I'm going to redesign it for um, you know, the fifty six forty as well. Like, it'll still work for the twenty six forty, but what I'll do is I'll I'll connect um The two pins here, which are usually data zero and data one, um, I'm going to have it so you can connect those to um, the three volt and ground line. And um, that way, if you'd like to uh, use it with autofocus mode, you can just, like, set a jumper. Um, While I'm at it, I think I'm going to actually also put all these components on the back because I really think I need a lot more capacitors. Like, I noticed that the power suppliers were, like, really... um, like a little, uh, shaky because like, there's actually quite a bit of power being used. In fact, um, one of the things I noticed is that if I ran the demo for like, you know, if I ran this like streaming image to TFT demo for a really long time, the camera actually like literally gets hot, um, which is surprising because it's only drawing like 150 milliamps. Um, but it could be just like all that power is concentrated and it's not very well um, diffused. So, um, the next thing I wanted to do is uh, in addition to this breakout, I wanted to make sure that this breakout could work with um, some sort of heat sink capability to add a passive heat sink, um, not a motorized heat sink like a fan, but like a small passive heat sink that could maybe draw some of that heat off. You know, I never saw this with the 2640, but the 5640, you know, for whatever reason, this camera like uses quite a bit more current. Um, when I looked at the, hold on, yes, this is the pinout, so, uh, hold on, that's the autofocus, and I think this had the, the register map and at the very bottom, I just missed it, AC characteristics, DC characteristics, so, um, input high hold on Yes, yeah, so this is like the current draw and you know it can get pretty high it can get up to like 130 milliamps on the um, 1.5 volt DC power supply so you know I definitely want to um, have a heatsink for that so I thought we could do that for um, the great search where I tried to find a little heatsink for my camera.
0: All right here we go. <laughs> So just a heads up, we changed the Great Search music to be more retroy, robotic sounding. Uh one of our team members who is uh always doing our music, uh they just had a kid so it'll be back soon. But uh that was courtesy of JP uh doing that roboticized version of From the Desk of Lady Ada Thank you, the Great Search. Um I think it's a catchy tune because normally when you're trying to do electronics now, you're like, where in the world is that part I need? And then you think about The Great Search with Didja Key. So that's where that song came from, and that's why we're doing it. And Lady Ada, it's let's got go to...
1: A catchy catchy tune you can hum while yeah. you're scouring for parts. So um, the part I'm looking for, I just uh, finished up Desk of Lady Ada, where I talked about designing a camera breakout. And the camera module I'm using um, draws enough current that it actually starts overheating and, and the, the heat affects the, the visual quality. So I wanna find a uh, small passive heat sink that I can stick on the back of my uh, camera breakout. Um, and what I'll do is I'll, the camera itself you know, is, is glued onto um, the PCB. So maybe you can go to the overhead real fast and I can show, so you've got the, camera breakout and then the camera um there's a little bit of uh there's a metal body and then there's this um i don't know if it's thermal but it's like this very thin tape so you remove this and then i think this might be thermal um you remove this place it in here and then uh, this pcb is going to extend a little bit farther but now this is stuck onto the back here and then on over on the back of the pcb i'm going to have a lot of vias through the ground plane and then um, have a little heat sink on the back. So the heat sink, you know, it's gonna be, I think that the largest it can be, it's gonna be, it's basically between like um, eight millimeters and it looks like I can do like like 10 millimeters. That's kind of, yeah, this is 10. So that'll, that'll cover it. You know, I don't know if it makes sense to go much, much larger than 10. Um, and i want something you know flat um you know rectangular with fins um and you know i'll try a couple you know, so there's there's the math behind it you can calculate um how much heat you're going to dissipate but because it's going through a pcb with vias really i'm just going to pick about a bunch of different heat sinks and try them all and just see uh which one works best so let's go to the DigiKey. key And so, search for heat sink. Take us to the heat sink category. Um, So, there's a lot of heat sinks. Uh, This category, you know, it has, uh, you know, 100,000 items. So, there's a lot of different options. Let's start with just like active and, you know, maybe normally stocking, um, which is still, you know, 40,000 that are like available now. The next thing is, you know, there's all sorts of different types. But looking, um, you know, I basically want something like this, right? This is a 17 by 17 millimeter, you know, by 9 millimeter. And this is called a uh, square with fins. And then this is like a square with angle fins. But I think I just want, you know, basically square finned. So looking at this option, I think, you know, rectangular is also fine. I don't want a rhombus. I don't want round and then um rectangular and square let's look at those okay so that's like most of them to be honest so yeah so like lots of things these are the clip-on type which i don't want um these go on to onto like to 220 or something they're really cool but you know i I can't use a clip-on type um so i want maybe one that isn't a clip type Um, but we can also do um, length and width instead. So remember I wanted something between like eight and 10 millimeters, and then this is between eight and, uh, you know, maybe I'll go up to 11-ish millimeters. And that really cuts down um, the numbers. There's there's not that many small heat sinks. Like again, most heat sinks are for large chips, but all these are really good. So like this heat sink, you can see it's, you know, this is 10 millimeters, I think. Uh, Sorry, this one is 10 by 10. This one is eight and a half by eight and a half. So I might try like one of these and one of these. Of course, the larger the heat sink, um, the more heat you're gonna dissipate. There's also like these, um, kind of the mega longs. Um, This, I don't think is gonna work out. Um, It, of course, will dissipate a ton of heat, but, you know, people are just going to knock this off at the back of the board. It has to be pretty compact so it doesn't, like, get in the way of, of things that are behind it. Um, so I think what I'm going to do, especially since this one, you know, there's 50000 in stock, and they're, like, $0.55 cents a piece, I think this one is a good option. This is um, 10 by 10 millimeters, 7 millimeters high, uh, black anodized aluminum. It doesn't come with the thermal tape attached to it almost certainly so that's something that has to be done separately Um, we stock in the shop like you can just get 3m thermal tape and you cut a little square out and you and you put on the back and then um, that gives you a good attachment Um, you definitely want to use a thermal tape and not just double sided tape because you want the adhesive to to pass you don't want to be an insulator right because the one thing you don't want is it to insulate um, thermally so this one is the one I want. This is the S-Man WSW Components V2017B. We have a lot in stock, so that's kind of like a good sign. It means I could actually like ship this with the camera breakout board and um, not have to worry about it going out of stock anytime soon.
0: And that's the very search.
1: That's it. That's my heat sink.
0: All right, um, so we'll see everybody during the week. Tuesday, JP product pick. Wednesday, we have 3D Hangouts, Show and Tell, Ask an Engineer. Thursday, JP's Workshop, and Friday, Deep Dive with Scott. In addition to Colin's labs that come out on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And There's
1: something every day.
0: There's something every day. And then uh, just today we posted up uh, some of this camera stuff, too. On uh, all the socials and more. So uh, stay tuned for a big exciting week here on. Mortronics! Channel Adafruit. Beep,
1: beep, 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 beep. Okay, bye everybody. Bye everybody.